0: Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast, followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. The Private Writings of the Saint of Calcutta. Chapter 7. Continued. Section 9. The Treasure House of the Congregation. While going about the city to meet the needs of the poor, Mother Teresa often encountered people dying in the streets. Because these people were considered hopeless cases, the hospitals would not accept them. They were destined to face the end of their life alone, unwanted, and abandoned by all. Mother Teresa sought a home where they would be received with love and treated with dignity, at least in the last moments of their lives. The city government of Calcutta provided her one of the shelters for pilgrims at the Kali Temple, which she named Nirmal Kride, Bengali for pure heart, in honor of Mary's Immaculate Heart. There, she and her sisters would bring the dying off the streets and offer them accommodation, basic medical care, and above all, tender love. Two months after its opening, on August 22, 1952, the Feast of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, Archbishop Perrier paid a visit to the home, usually reserved in his judgments. He expressed his esteem for the dedicated service he witnessed there. I was extremely pleased to have come yesterday to visit your hospital for destitutes and dying people. I do not hide that I was so deeply impressed and moved at the sight of so much misery, but also of so much generosity on the part of your little band of religious ladies. Almighty God must look on them with love and pleasure. Great, exceedingly great, will be the reward of the good nuns in heaven. Our Lord inspired you when asking for this hospital and your nuns have been inspired when accepting it so generously. Let us hope that this is a standing lesson of charity for all to see. The lay people who help you are also admirable. God bless them abundantly. That's all I can say, for no reward on earth will repay them. Mother Teresa was not indifferent to his opinion. Because he was her superior, Thus, God's representative, his approval and praise was one more sign of God's blessing on the work. She could not deny the satisfaction she felt while giving all the credit to her sisters rather than to herself. I read your letter to our sisters and they have got a new push to love our Lord with a more generous love. Yes, our Lord has given me tremendous graces in giving me these spiritual children. Some put me to shame when I see how in a short time they have been in the service of the good master and what progress in spiritual life they have made. And here I am with my 24 years in religion. Mother Teresa regarded Nirmal Ride as the treasure house of her congregation, the neglected The rejected, the undeserved, closely resembled the suffering Christ. Christ, in the distressing disguise, gave her the opportunity to put her love into living action. Their acute sufferings, especially the interior ones, would become her own, uniting her with Christ in his passion and with the poorest of the poor in their pain. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most Sacred Heart of Jesus, Teacher of Teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, Gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's very remarkable how aware Mother Teresa was of her need for other people. From the very beginning of the inspiration, from the very beginning of her relaying what God had told her, she was always talking about how other people would join her. In fact, the whole basis of her proposal was the assumption that other young women would join her. When Christ asked her to go to the slums, it was always with the idea that somehow, some way, she wouldn't be doing this alone, that God would raise up other women with the same ideals a little band of ladies, religious ladies, the bishop called them. And so Mother Teresa had always trusted that Jesus would fulfill what he had implicitly promised. And here she is beginning the work with this incredible house for the destitute, the dying, people who had no other place to go. And these are people that were in the streets, dying, dying, completely alone. And when the Archbishop came to see what God was doing, the kind of compassion he had put into the sisters' hearts, and not just the sisters. This is the thing. Mother Teresa's inspiration was not just for religious sisters. It also had to include lay people, lay volunteers. The bishop was so impressed. And notice his praise does not cause the sisters to feel vainglory. Human praise is good when it's directed to the glory of God and the good of other people. It's good to praise each other if we're trying to encourage each other. It's good to accept praise if we direct it to the glory of God and if we direct it to the salvation of souls. But if we stop with ourselves if we try to think that this praise is just for me, qua me, well, then we're deluding ourselves. And Mother Teresa did not live in delusion. She lived in the light of truth. And so she accepted this praise and she passed it on to her sisters. And what is the reaction? A new push to love our Lord. Each of us needs encouragement. Each of us needs to be told, here and now, that we're doing okay, that we're doing the Lord's work, because the devil wants to discourage us, and our self love wants to discourage us, and our past failures rise up against us. And so the Lord gives us people who can encourage us, who can push us on. Let us tonight pray for those people. Let us pray for those men and women whom God has raised up to encourage us, to assist us. For in the church, we're never alone. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.